everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. I'm your hostess with Moses, Coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Thank you so much for showing up and showing out every week like you always do. I am so excited about this. First and foremost, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all my awesome moms and grandmas and stepmoms and all those folks, man. Like, I love you guys and you put in so much work, not only for yourself, but everybody else that's in your family and friends and in your circle. And, you know, as a mom, we, that's what we do, man. We just take care of everybody else. And sometimes we forget to take care of us first. We got to put our oxygen mask on first. And I was looking at my numbers for last week. Guys, we are at 2,800 listeners. OMG, I am so freaking excited. Like, this has been super awesome. While we're getting started on here, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to Morgan Ross. She is one of my listeners. She is in the Navy. She's stationed over on the East Coast. And she reached out to me on Facebook and told me how much she loved my podcast, that she found it on her way home to see her mom for Easter and how it really touched her and how it resonated with her. And, you know, I'm just really I don't even know. I, I like, I teared up when she sent me that message. She's just an awesome girl and she's, she's really looking for that change and she's wanting to make her life better and she's wanting to make those around her better. And, you know, Morgan, thank you so much for your service. Number one, like I appreciate all of it, everything it is that you do. And to all of my service people, man, my service men and women, um, especially my ladies, like you're in a man's world. And you're out there and you're protecting this country for those of us that you don't even know personally. And, you know, I come from a military background uh, with my family and the guys that I date tend to be former military. So, like, I have such an appreciation for everything it is that you do and everything that you go through that, you, you know, you, you're willing to put your life on the line. Like, you, know, you write a check to this, to this beautiful country uh, that includes your life to protect those of us that you may not ever meet. And so from the bottom of my heart, just thank you, number one. And uh, Morgan, thank you so much for listening to my podcast and sharing it with your shipmates. And uh, you're just awesome. And I look forward to growing with you and helping you grow and helping you uh, get to where it is that you want to go. So I wanna, wanted to give you a great big shout out for that and, and tell you how much I appreciate you. Today's podcast, guys, like this is episode number 33, which I'm super excited about. We are talking about the word single. And I said, yeah, the word. Single's not a status, guys. It's a word. You got to know the difference. Somebody who's single is strong enough to live in their happiness, live their life for them and not depend on somebody else for their happiness and not settle for somebody else just because they don't want to be alone. They look at the word single and think that it's a stigma and that makes you less of a person because you don't have a significant a significant other. You don't have a mate. I've been single for a really long time. Like I've I've made no bones about I was in a situationship. I was not in a relationship, although I like to call tell myself in in those moments, I told myself I was in a relationship. And yeah, I gotta I, I gotta walk my talk and I, I have to be honest with myself, be honest with all of you. It wasn't a relationship, it was a situationship. He was quick to say, I'm single but we, we can see each other. He was seeing somebody else. He'd tell her, I'm single, but we're seeing each other. You know what I mean? So he could, he had his cake in 82 and we allowed it. And so like that, I, I had to own that. I had that same stigma. Well, if I'm single, then I'm less of a woman or maybe I'm just not good enough to be loved. Maybe I'm not enough. Maybe there's something wrong with me because he doesn't want to be in a relationship, a real committed relationship with me. No, that didn't have anything to do. I was enough. He just didn't want anything else with me or anybody else. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he did exactly what he wanted to do. And we allowed him to do exactly what he wanted to do. So like he won. That's what that boiled down to. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get deep in this, guys, today. Like, this is, this is probably going to rattle some cages. This is going to make some folks uncomfortable, and it's all going to be good, okay? So let's just, you know, let's get ready. So if you're listening to the audio version of this and you have kids in the car, please hit 
menopause now. That would be a good idea because once I get rolling, we already know when I go all in, I'm going all in. I ain't holding nothing back. <laughs> it's going to be great. So if you're listening to the audio version, we're going to be taking a break right now to listen to our sponsors. And I will be back with you guys in just a moment. Welcome back to my audio folks. Thank you guys uh, in the YouTube world for coming out and checking my podcast, the live version here, or the video version. It's not live today. I'm pre-recording. It's Mother's Day, like I said. So I just got back from brunch with my girl, Ashley. We had, uh, had a couple of drinks, had some, we both had breakfast. And then we uh, just had some some really good girl talk. You know, I, if I could say I miss anything about home, uh, I miss my girls. Do you know what I mean? Like where we get together on the weekends and we just have that girl talk, just sit down and have that community together. And um, yeah, if I miss anything about home, that would be it. So uh, like I said, my tribe is my women, man. Like we, that, that's what we do. So I, I wanted to talk, I, like I took notes for today because I have so much to say about the word single. It's not a status. Single is not a status. Single is a word. Start treating it as a word. Words are words, man. Like they only have power if you give them power. Stop giving these labels to yourself and acting like you're less than because somebody else gave that label and they have a different connotation for it. You get to determine what that word means to you. You get to determine how much power it has in your life or not. You know, it, it, and it all starts with you. Like that's a Trent Shelton saying, like he coined that phrase, like it all starts with you and we all use it. And, but he's a hundred percent right. Like shout out to Trent Shelton. Like he just hit 10,000 or 10 million followers on his Facebook, like high five, dude, like bow down, bomb.com. Like I want to be like you when I grow up, <laughs> but you know, Trent Children's got a, like a big heart and he does a lot of relationship stuff and it like, he's spot on with it. Like I, I have to commend him for that. So, you know, it's, it's really time for all of you, not just my ladies, like fellas, like, you know, I know there's some fellas out there. They prefer to be in a relationship and they do the same thing. They settle for whatever comes at them because it's, it feels better to be in a so-called relationship, even though you're not happy, than to say, oh, I'm single or I'm alone. They, that you equate being alone to being lonely. Lonely is a choice. Lonely is a choice. And don't get me wrong. You know, I said, I, I, since I've been out here to Cali, I haven't had a, a boyfriend. I have been out on some days. I, I wouldn't necessarily call anybody that, that I've been out with like a boyfriend. I haven't had that that connection, that chemistry to, to spend some, spend some time with. I had uh, one guy that had like really great potential and he showed me who he was really early on. Like, boy, bye. Like, I'm not willing to settle for what you want to give me. I'm going to say that again. I'm not willing to settle for just what you want to give me. You don't want to give me time and attention and communication and show me that I'm important to you. I'm going to let you go show whoever is important to you the time that they need. I'm not going to interfere with that, but I'm not going to get your leftover time. So think about that, ladies and, and fellas. Like I said, I, I, my, my tribe is my, is my women. That's my, that's my focal point as the ladies because I can only come from a woman's perspective. But I know that there is a lot of men out there that feel the same way. Like people will be people. Men and women alike, they will do exactly what it is that they want to do when they want to do it. If they want to make time for you, they will make time for you. If they don't want to make time for you, well, guess what? They're not going to make time. They have something better that they want to do, and it's not you. How does that feel? Does it sting a little bit? Good. Fucking wake up. Wake up. It is, this is 2019. I've said this in the last three or four podcasts. Hell, I may have been saying it since day one. Like, you are enough. You are worthy of everything it is that you want and deserve in a relationship. If somebody's not giving you what it is that you want, change it. Change the status quo. Be okay with walking away. Let's just say, I'm going to throw out a scenario. Let's just say in the last six months, you've had four different guys or, or women that you've dated. All of them have given you the same kind of attention or lack thereof. They give you the same kind of excuses 
basically. I'm just, I'm very generalizing this, okay? They're giving you the same kind of excuses. I'm too busy for this. I'm too busy for that. Don't get me wrong. I have a super busy life. And anybody that wants to date me, like I'm telling them, like, I, I have time in my schedule. Like I can, I, I have the flexibility in my schedule to do what it is that I want to do. And I'm very clear. If you make me want to spend time with you, I will make time for you in my schedule. If you don't show me that I'm important to you and that you want to spend time with me and that you want to make me a priority and that you want to grow into something more, I'm not making time for you because I have other things that are on my goal and on my dream list that is more important than wasting time with somebody that's trying to waste my time. Wasting time with somebody that's just trying to get laid. I'm sorry. I don't need to be on an online dating site to get laid. Fellas, let me help you out. Women can get laid anytime that they want to. They don't need you to do that. They get to pick and choose. I am very stingy with my time. My time is valuable. And so like if I wanted to put a dollar sign on it, I could because I work per hour based on my my life coaching, based on my personal training. I have a, a dollar about per hour. So if you're going to, if you're going to take up an hour of my time or two hours of my time or three hours of my time, I have to be willing to give up a pretty hefty chunk of sum of money to be with you. If you're not willing to work and grow with me and grow into something more, you're not willing to hold me accountable to my dreams. You're not willing to support me and be one of my cheerleaders and let me do the same for you, why am I going to give up $500 that I could be making with a life coaching client or personal training client or both or working on my book or, you know, working on my bigger dreams and setting up plans and doing my research and doing all that other kind of stuff, working on my video programs, which is ultimately going to pay me even more than that. Like, I, I, I don't want to put a dollar sign on dating, but like, Sometimes that's what you need to do. Like, hey, I got, I got things that are important. And if you want to be important in my life, then you have to show me you want to be important in my life. I'm okay with the word single because it's a word. It's not a status for me. Like somebody asked me if I'm single, like, no, I'm hustling. I'm growing my business. I'm focused on me. Well, do you have time to date? Yes, I do. Well, are you dating? When I find somebody that interests me enough and makes me want to date them, absolutely. But what does that look like? You know what I mean? It's time for all of us, myself included. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't say that my time is scheduled out every minute of the day. I'm not going to say that there aren't times when I waste time. And I've started like journaling, back journaling and having a paper calendar so I can have things mapped out because I'm on a time frame right now. Like I have certain things that I have to get done by a certain date in order for my book to launch on July 4th. So I have to become more committed to the change that I want to create in my life than I am to the bullshit circumstances and other things going on that I waste time with that's been limiting me from reaching my full potential. I, I, I'm going to say that again. It is time to become more committed to the change you want to see in your life than you are to the bullshit excuses that you tell yourself for the limiting beliefs and power that you're paying attention to. Like you're limiting your creative power. You are limiting your growth. You are limiting your dreams. You are limiting your goals because you're paying attention to bullshit. It's time that you put in the work and be committed to the change that you want to see in your life than the bullshit and the limiting beliefs that's holding you back from your creative potential. Maybe that's hard to hear. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, it is what it is. Maya Angelou, she has this quote. And I, she really said it best. And so I'm going to read it. It says, the real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. The real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. That was me back in 2008, 2009. Well, wait, before 2000, I'll say before 2012, I had some really, some really, really negative, serious thoughts about myself. 2009, I was in a, 
in that in that moment I did not say I was in a depression in the in those moments I just felt sad and I felt hurt and I felt lonely and I the voices in my head which were my own and I and I talk about this in several of my podcasts this is this is the month for mental health awareness it's a lot of people walking around depressed that you wouldn't know they were depressed because we can put on that fake happy face really easy how many people do you see every day that you have no idea that they have some serious stuff going on in their life and they thought about taking their life at least once that day? I was that girl. I want you to imagine this for a minute. This was December 2009. I was living with my girlfriend, Laura, and was 42. I was doing webcam shows. I put on a bunch of weight. I was dancing at a local strip club. And I had to drink a lot of alcohol and I did a lot of drugs because I hated me. I hated the person that I saw staring back in the mirror at me. I made the excuse for the webcams like they can't touch me, they can't see me, they don't know my real name, so it doesn't matter. But my soul hurts. My kids were mad at me. I can't even remember why. They weren't talking to me, I couldn't see my grandkids. The guy that I attached myself to, that I loved very much, my early on situationship, he found somebody else. He was dating somebody else. We hadn't talked in three or four months, something like that. And all the voices in my head told me, don't nobody love you. Jason left. He doesn't care nothing about you. You ain't nothing to him. He was sleeping with some other girl while he was dating you. Who are you? Every guy you've been with has left you because you ain't nothing. You're terrible mom. Your kids aren't even talking to you. You can't even see your grandkids. Ain't nobody calling to check on you. Ain't nobody coming to hang out with you. When they do, they want something from you. So what does that make you? The guys that you do on the webcam shows, they just want you for your body. They just want to jack off while they're looking at you. People at the strip club, you're for sale. You're a piece of meat. That's all you're worth. It's that little bit of change they got in their pocket that they're trying to buy you for. Nobody going to miss you. Nobody going to miss you at all. Why don't you take that bottle of sleeping pills? Just go to sleep. Nobody's going to care. Hell, do you even care if you breathe? You keep saying you don't care if you breathe. You keep saying you don't want to hear these voices. You keep saying you, the only time you don't hear them is when you're asleep. Sitting there, bottle of water in my hand. I'm staring at a bottle of sleeping pills. I'm arguing with myself. If I'm really going to take it or not, do I have enough guts? Do I have enough guts? You had enough guts to buy the bottle of sleeping pills. That's what you want, right? And I'm crying. And I'm arguing with myself like, do your kids really love you? Grandkids aren't even going to know who you are because they're not going to let you see them. So why does it matter? Every guy you've ever dated has left you. You're not good enough. Who cares? Those were the real thoughts in my head and I was throwing things. I took a glass and I threw it against the wall and it shattered. Punched the wall. My knuckles were all bruised. And out of nowhere, Jason called me, which was odd because he's a texter. He didn't like to call. He never called about anything. And so I was like, what do you want? I want to talk to you. I don't know if he could tell I was crying or not or that I had been crying. Um, but I never was nasty to him when I talked to him. So like, I'm, he, he knew there was something wrong and he started yelling at me and he got in my ass. And so we need to get my head out of my ass that I was not the woman that he fell in love with. And all I heard was, I love you. And he made me cry. It's like, you made me cry. Are you happy now? No. And another thing. He made me laugh. He made me cry. We finally get off the phone. He's getting ready to get off the phone. He's like, yo, T, are you good? Like, for real, like, I'm always going to be here for you. No matter who's in my life or whoever's in your life, I'm your friend first. And I do love you, and I need you to know that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, you've already taken care of it. I appreciate you. And we hung up the phone. And it was the first time in I don't know how long I heard nothing in my head. I felt nothing. I know that sounds really bad to say, but feeling nothing after all the hurt and the turmoil that I felt in my soul at that moment was better 
in all the hurt I felt. Feeling nothing was a level up from the pain that I was experiencing the 15 minutes before that. Hell, it may have been 30 minutes, may have been an hour. I don't even know how long we were on the phone, to be honest. Still had tears trickling down my, my eyes. I was kind of like a zombie at that point. And I got up and took that bottle of sleeping pills. And I walked to the, walked to the bathroom. I opened it up. And I just watched them one by one on the toilet. And as I did that, the tears started rolling down my cheeks. And then I flushed the toilet. And I made sure they all went down. And I threw the bottle in the toilet, or not in the toilet, in the garbage can. And I went back to my room and I went to sleep on my own. That was a wake up call for me. I didn't know how to change how I felt but I knew I had to do something. It started with who I saw in the mirror. I didn't like the body that I had anymore. I was 186 pounds. I'm five foot four and three quarters, almost five five. So I had to start there. I've been an athlete my whole life. There was a gym within walking distance. I didn't have a car. So I went to the gym, started working out, trained myself, trained my best friend, Michelle, trained my roommate, Laura. Between the three of us, we lost almost 150 pounds together in about three months. This was like the first week in January when we started. And the manager was like, are you a personal trainer? Like, your transformation has been amazing. We've got people asking you to train them. I was like, uh, no, just an athlete. I said, I just know what to do. I was like, I needed to change my life. And every day I got in there, I did an angry workout. They had racquetball rooms, and I got in that room. And I beat the absolute fuck out of that little ball. Anything and everything that I was upset about, a lot of times it was myself, the voices in my head. I took it out on that ball and it felt great. I changed my body dramatically. Manager said like, hey, if you want to get certified, we have a built-in clientele for you. You can be a personal trainer. I was like, you can get paid for this? Like, really? It was a serious light switch moment for me. It was in that moment that a spark of a dream, a spark of a goal was birthed. I was single then, very single. And I took on that stigma of being single. I took on that stigma of not being enough. I took on that stigma of being lonely. I took on that stigma that if I didn't have somebody, I wasn't lovable. And so I changed my body hoping that if my body looked better, I could attract a man. Now, how jacked up do you think my next relationship was? Got back with Jason. But I taught him how to treat me. I taught him that it was okay to keep me a secret because he was in another relationship. And I was okay with being the other woman because at least I wasn't single. I taught him that it was okay to be the other woman. I taught him that it was okay for me to be a secret. I taught him that it was okay for nobody to know that we were together because it was better than being single. I attached that word to my soul and gave it meaning that I was not worthy, that I was not enough. Does any of that sound familiar to any of you? I wanted to share that part of my story with you because I know there's a lot of people, especially women, go through that. I want you to know that you are enough. You are worthy. You should be somebody's queen. You should be somebody's center of attention. You should be the love of somebody's life. You should be your own center of attention. You should be your own love of your life. You should be your own hero. I had to be my own hero. I had to teach me how to love me. I had to teach me that I was enough, that I was worthy, that I was lovable. I had to learn how to love me. Look in the mirror and say, Tammy, I love you. Tammy, I forgive you. 
Tammy, I'm sorry that I took you down paths that almost killed you. But I'm thankful that you know now and that you're working harder at becoming somebody better. I'm with you and I'm going to walk with you and we're going to give ourselves some grace and we're going to give ourselves the forgiveness and we're going to give ourselves time and we're going to do this every day until we believe it. And that's literally what it took. I started doing personal development books. I started forcing myself to think more positively. All the negative things that were in my head, something negative happened. I was like, well, you know, at least this didn't happen. That's a win. I turned every negative situation that I could find into a win. And you, you've heard me say this a million times on my podcast, like on my Facebook or in Facebook. I joined Facebook in 2009, which is when I was going through all that. 2009 through 2012, I will tell you, like I'm not shitting you when I say I had 60 to one negative post to one positive post, 60 negative to one positive. It's not a good ratio. But when I passed that test, I realized that I had the power to change. I realized that I was strong enough to affect change. It was the first time that I purposefully set a goal. Actually, first time in my life I ever set a goal. Not only did I set that goal, but I passed it. I passed that test and I became a personal trainer. I walked away from the dancing world, from webcams. I walked away from all the drugs I was doing. I walked away from all the alcohol I was drinking. And when I say I was drinking some alcohol, let me, let me give you a clue. It was nothing. I mean, nothing for me to drink 15 Texas margaritas in a day. So for those of you that don't know what a Texas margarita is, it's your standard margarita with a, you know, what shot and a half of tequila in it. And it's got a Grand Marnier floater on top. I was drinking 15 in a day, 15. That's not including the shots and the beer that I was drinking in between. It's a wonder, like I swear to you, thank God, higher power, source, inner being, whatever that is, that you saved me because there were times I drove my ass home and I don't know how the fuck I got home. I was still depressed through all of those from, from 2009 to 2012, but I saw a light. I had, I had the things to study. And I saw a light in the distance. I had no fucking clue how I was going to get there. I just took one step every day. If all I did was study for 20 minutes, that was 20 minutes more. And I kept telling myself, like, Tammy, you were good in school. You were a great student. You, you made A's and B's and you really didn't have to try. You just got to get back in the habit. You just got to get back in the habit. It's a habit. And so every day I took 20 minutes. Every day I took 20 minutes and then I met this other guy and, you know, he loved me in, in my mess. He really loved me in my mess. And it wasn't Jason. His name was D. We dated for two years. We got engaged and he had a lot of his own mess that was going on. But like he, he showed me that I was lovable. He showed me that I was worthy. He showed me what a real love looked like until, until we started kind of falling apart towards the end of our second year. He had a lot of family stuff going on, and I, I don't blame him for the things that he was going through. That first year, oh my God, like that was the best relationship. And I mean, it was a real relationship. Like we held hands. His family knew about me. I talked to his brother. Like I could, we could be on social media together. We went places together. Like he was amazing. And like every morning I woke up to a text message. Good morning, beautiful. I love you. Every night he had to hear my voice before he went to bed. And then as soon as we get off the phone, he would text me again. He was like, I want you to know I do. I love you so much. And you mean so much to me. And everything it is that I'm doing is to make our life better. Like that gave me so much hope and a lot of belief in those moments that I really was lovable. And even when we broke up, the word single didn't hurt anymore. And I keep calling it a word because it's a word. I had made the decision that I would rather be single than be with someone who didn't want to be with me. I would rather be single than be with someone that only wanted to be in my bed. That wasn't enough. Like, don't get me wrong. I, being in the bed is great. The sexual relationship is great. I, I love that part of the relationship. But my love language is time. 
time spent, communication. Like I want you, I want you to pick apart my brain. I want to have these like deep conversations with you. I want to laugh. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the mountains. I want to like be spontaneous and just take a trip for no reason at all. I like show up at my work and say, Hey babe, we're going to lunch or Hey babe, we're going on a weekend vacation. You just, you know, picked up my, made a, a plan with my boss, put me on time off and I didn't know it and take me on a surprise trip. Do you know how much more you're going to get from me because you made me that priority just because? And fellas, I'm talking to you when I say these things, because you're the, you're the, you're our other half. Like I'm complete without a man, 100% complete without a man. I don't, I don't necessarily need a man in my life, but I do want a man in my life. Ladies, when you get to that point where you don't need a man, but you want to have love in your life, whether that's man or woman, like it doesn't, doesn't matter if you, you know, if you like women, if you like men, whatever, I'm, I'm love in general, but you've got to be complete on your own. You've got to be complete on your own. And single is a word. It's a word. You've got to be able to love your own time. You've got to be able to take yourself out on a date. You've got to be able to go sit at the beach by yourself and not care what anybody thinks. I would venture to guess that if you felt any of those things that I just described, you're in survival mode. You were just surviving. Like that tree that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, half of it was alive and half of it's dead. Your body is alive, but your soul is dead. You're just existing. You're in survival mode. You do just enough or you're doing just enough to survive. You've got to get out of survival mode because what you're doing to survive won't get you to thrive. You can't, it's, it's the different habits. It's a different mindset. It's a different game. It's a different set of habits. It's a different, it's a different path. It's a different feeling. It's a different emotional set, set point. What you do to survive is not what you do to thrive. When you're thriving, you set goals. You have a plan. You, you know where it is that you're going and you know why. You got to know why you're doing something because when you, when you set a goal and you got a big goal or you got a big dream and it like, I don't necessarily want to say big goal, a big dream because that word big scares people, but you have something that takes you out of your comfort zone when it comes to a goal or a dream because it's something that you've never done before. Your why has got to be able to push you through those times when you fall. Your why has got to be strong enough for you to get your ass back up off the fucking floor when you hit a wall because it's coming because those big dreams, those big goals, those big aspirations is going to require you to grow. You've got to become the person you need to be in order to attain that goal. So what you, so let's say you've never had a millionaire in your family. You want to be the first millionaire in your family. What's your financial status right now? You're making what, $30,000, $50,000 a year? Let's say you're making $75,000, $80,000 a year. Maybe you're making $100,000 a year. What's your net worth? Have you got more coming out, going out than you got coming in? What you got left at the end of the year after all your bills are paid? What you got in your savings? What do you got in investments? Is your car paid off? Is your house paid off? Are you making those moves? Because if you're making $100,000 a year and you ain't got but $1,000 in your checking account, you're going backwards, babe. You're going backwards. You're living for the Joneses. Fucking cut it out. If you're going to be the first millionaire in your family, you got to change this. And you got to change this. You got to change this heart. You got to change your mind. You got to change how you think. You are where you are because of how you think. And if you think single is a status, you're the common denominator and you got to change. You got to change. I'm not putting this on the men. The men are going to do what they're going to do, but it, they do what they do because you allow them to fucking do it. Fellas, I'm going to put you in that boat too. If you going through female after female after female and you can't find one to stay, you're the common denominator. What the fuck are you doing? 
You got to change how you think about a relationship. You got to change how you feel about the woman that's standing in front of you. You got to change how you feel about how you treat her. There is, there's a step process. And, and I tell you all the time, I'm not a relationship expert, but I'm a relationship expert. You got to know what it is that you want in a relationship. You got to know who you are. Who are you? Do you know? Do you know what you want? Do you know what you want? Like, do you know what you like in a mate? Or are you just accepting what's fucking coming to you? Because if you're just accepting what's fucking coming to you, that's why single is a status to you instead of just a word. What do you want me to tell you? Procrastinating on this change of your mental and your emotional status is going to allow your circumstances to make your choices for you. Boom, baby. Say that one again. Procrastinating on the changes that you need to make on your mental and your emotional status is going to cause your circumstances to make your choices for you. How's that feel? So are you going to keep procrastinating on the changes that you need to do for you? Are you going to keep procrastinating on the changes that you need to do for you? Making those changes, you can't make those changes for somebody else. Like I'm, I'm coaching another couple right now. I'm a marriage counselor, another couple doing relationship coaching. And I, like I had them both on the phone at the same time. I'm like, it's not talking to him. It's not your job to make her happy. I told her, it's not your job to make him happy. It's your job to make yourself happy. Like, y'all been together for fucking 20 years. Man, you're not the same person you were fucking 20 years ago. You've got to figure out who that is. Do you know? Because if not, you've got to fucking figure that out before you can come back together. Because what's going on doesn't make him feel good. And what's going on doesn't make you feel good. Two not feeling good people are not going to feel good together because y'all don't like each other. Because you don't like yourself right now. You've got to figure out how to love you. We're going to take it. We're going to take a second and we're going to do this exercise real quick. So if you're not driving, <laughs> if you're watching this video, I know you're not driving. So you can do this now. You can, you know, pull up a mirror in front of you. I got a mirror sitting here on the other side of this camera. So that's cool for me. Use your phone if you need to put it on selfie. And what you're going to do is you're going to put your phone in front of you. And I want you to look yourself in the eye. And I want you to sit there and just look at you for a second. And I want you to be aware of the thoughts that's coming up in your head. I'd rather you be in front of a full length mirror because especially if you've got some, some body shaming of yourself going on, we need, we need to cut that out. So whether you're male or female, all of y'all need to do this. So if you're in the car and you're driving, I want you to hit pause right now. And I want you to turn this back on when you get home. And you probably need to be alone when you do this because it's going to be emotional. If you haven't done a mirror exercise before, this is going to be emotional. I'm going to tell you, like I had done a lot of personal development work. I was probably four. I count, I count the starting part of me becoming a personal trainer, trainer as part of my personal development, even though I wasn't all in. 2012 is really when I jumped in both feet. So from 2012 up until 2016, 20, the beginning of 2017, so five years, I'm five years into my personal development journey. And I'm in a class kind of like this. And the instructor says, get your phone. If you don't have a mirror and put it on selfie and we're going to say, I love you. And, you know, I, I had done some mirror work before, before I ever even really knew what it was. And it was hard. I cried a lot when I did it the first few times, but when I got done, I felt good. And I'm sitting at the, at the hair salon waiting to get my hair done. And I pull that up and like, I teared up, man. So I, I, I want you to be aware that like, this is going to be very vulnerable. But I promise you, if you take the time to do this, you will thank yourself later. Because this is going to make you understand and start believing and knowing that single is just a word, not a status. So... Get your phone or get your mirror. And I'm going to use mine right here. I'm going to put this on selfie. Turn your camera on. So let's see. Got it right here. I can see. And you're going to look at yourself. What do you see? You see big, bright blue eyes. See my makeup's looking bomb.com today. Love my new hair. But I also see these little lines starting to come up around my eyes. 
And there's these lines, laugh lines in my face because I love to laugh. But I see a beautiful heart. I mean, I see a beautiful soul. And I can say, Tammy, I love you. Tammy, I love you. Tammy, I love you. Tammy, I love you. So what'd you feel? What'd you think? What'd you see? You're crying. Take a deep breath. Were you able to get the words out, I love you? I want you to say it five times. Take a big breath in between each one if you need to. Get you a pen and a piece of paper and write down the thoughts that you had. Were you picking yourself apart or were they loving thoughts? If you were picking yourself apart, we got to do some more work because picking yourself apart is part of the reason that you don't love you. And I want you to love you because you are lovable. You are beautiful and you're gorgeous and you're strong and you're powerful. You just haven't found your power yet because you've been in a society or you've been had cultivated a circle of friends that don't know how to support you. They don't know how to be the wind beneath your wings. And I want you to start cultivating that. When you see women in your, in your workplace, do you celebrate them? Do you say, damn, Gina, your hair looked good today. Do you give them a compliment on their earrings? Do you tell them how pretty their earrings are or their necklace looks great? Do you tell them you like their lipstick? Do you ask them about their mascara? Ask them, where they got their clothes? Do you notice if they lost weight and tell them they look good? Do you notice that they've been going to the gym and now they're getting some definition in their arms? Or do you get jealous because they're doing something that you're not? The jealousy that you feel if you do that, because can't nobody see you right now, you got you to be alone with your own thoughts. If you're feeling jealousy, if you're feeling discord, if you're feeling hurt because somebody else is winning, it's a reflection of what you feel inside that you're not doing for you. That's what we got to change. We got to change how you see you. We got to change how you feel about you. And it starts right here, right there. So the next thing that I want you to do is I want you to get a magic marker. And so when I tell you to use a magic marker and write on your mirror, it will come off. You can use alcohol on a, on a paper towel and the magic marker will come off your mirror. Okay. But you can use a dry erase marker. Like if you've got a whiteboard at the house, you can use the dry erase marker. And I want you to write across your bathroom mirror, big, bold letters. I am enough. And every time you walk past that mirror, I want you to look yourself in the eye and I want you to say, I am enough. And I want you to feel those feelings. And I want you to keep saying it until you believe it. And then keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it so that nobody else can shake it. I also want you to write on your mirror your name and I love you. And I also want you to say that out loud to yourself while you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day five times. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Five times. Five times every time you get in front of that mirror. And I want you to keep saying it until you believe it. And then I want you to keep saying it until that is rooted so strong in your soul that can't nobody shake that in you, no matter what goes on in your outside world. Because when you change your perception of who you are to yourself, you will see that, that the people in your circle change. You're not going to have that negative bullshit coming at you. You're not going to have those negative men coming at you. You're not going to attract the men in your life that treat you like shit anymore. You're not going to attract the women in your life that treat you like shit anymore. You're going to attract people that love themselves too. You're going to notice the people that you're attracted to change. Your taste in men, your taste in women, your taste in friends will change. And it'll all be for the better. You'll thank yourself for it later. Is this going to be easy? No. I, I, I would love to lie to you. No, I wouldn't. I hate to lie. I can't lie. It's all in my grill. It's all in my grill when I lie. I suck at it. But I need you to know this is a journey. And I want you to walk the journey. Walk the path. Why is it important for you to love you? Take a look around you. What do your last five relationships look like? Do they keep using you for whatever they want to use you for and then dumping you when they get tired of you? That's because you don't love you and you accept it. I know that's hard to hear and I'm sorry. 
so sorry to have to say that to you, but I love you. If you don't have anybody else in your life to tell you I love you, please hit me up on my inbox on Facebook. Hit the search Callie, Tammy, Tammy Loftus. You will find me. I will tell you I love you every day. I will tell you I love you every day, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I cannot let you walk around for the rest of your life not loving you because you're missing out on this fabulous life that is waiting for you. I made it through my depression. I made it through childhood sexual abuse. I made it through teenage rape. I made it through losing everything I fucking owned four times in my life. I made it moving from Birmingham to Atlanta. I made it from changing my whole entire life by selling every fucking thing I own and moving to California, not knowing a soul and having less than $700 in my pocket with a rear main seal leak in my car. I didn't have a job, I didn't have anywhere to live, but I came anyway because I knew that I would change my life. And what I saw on the other side of me moving was way bigger than anything I saw staying where I was at. When your determination for your life to be better is stronger than the pity party that you're fucking throwing for yourself every day, your life will change because you'll do whatever it is that you have to do to make that happen. I saw a, uh, a meme on Instagram yesterday when I was, I get a lot of my inspiration for, for my podcast and my post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever by looking at memes and reading other people's posts and, you know, in the communities and stuff that I'm in. And I, I didn't write down who wrote this, so, but I'm going to, I think it was spiritual guy, spiritual guy something on, on a Instagram so, fellas, this is for you and ladies. I want, I want you to really take this to heart because I want you to start owning this. And, fellas, if she doesn't do this for you, walk away. So, I'm going to read this. Does she scare you a little? Good. She should make you fear her love so that when she lets you be a part of it, you won't take it for granted. You won't take it lightly. Her beauty, she reminds you of the power that she holds in her heart that storms run through her veins and she still wants you to be a part of it all. Please do not take her love for granted for she is fierce and she will take you places that you've never dreamed of. She is love through and through like the calm of the rain after a storm. She can bring life to all that she touches. Learn who she is, cherish her, respect her and most of all, love her completely, unconditionally, because she's so much more than a pretty face. She has a soul that is on fire. If she doesn't feel like that to you, fellas, she's not yours to keep. She's some other man's blessing. Put her down. Walk away. Don't drag her heart through the mud because you ain't done your soul work too. Ladies, if he don't make you feel like your soul is on fire, He ain't the one. Keep it moving. Save yourself the heartache. Save yourself the pain. It's not worth it. It's really not. We take on everybody else's garbage and claim it as our truth. I want that to stop today. I want you to be awake. I want you to be aware. I want you to understand that you are worth so much more. I want you to unfuck yourself, man. Take all that shit that dims your shine Build the best you that you've ever seen. In the process of doing that, your light will become a lighthouse for others to find and shine the light on a path so they can find their way out of the darkness too. Remember that people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Work on you, man. Work on you. Become the best version of you. Become the best version of yourself. And then watch how you attract other people into your life. Watch how you attract others who are blooming into their best life, into your own. But it starts with healing you first. You attract what's shining from here. If you ain't got no shine in your heart and you feel a darkness in here, you're going to attract darkness. If you've got light in here, you're going to attract light. And that's what I want for you more than anything else on the face of the planet.
you're going to piss off any and all toxic people in your life when you start setting some healthy boundaries. When you start working on you and you start shining your light and you start saying, you know, this isn't a good fit for me. I can't do this. And you start learning the word no, all the toxic people in your life, they're going to disappear and you're going to find out who your real friends are really quick. That includes potential mates. When you have healthy boundaries set and you draw your line in the sand or draw your line in, in, in the concrete and know that drawing your line in the sand and drawing your line in the concrete are two different things. So drawing it in the sand, those are negotiable negotiable boundaries you may have something that's kind of like drawing your line in the concrete that's what I call deal breakers sand are things that you know I would like things to be this way but I'm open to hear your perspective I'm open to negotiate some of these so sand or concrete you got to determine what those are but when you start setting those boundaries you're going to piss off a lot of toxic people boy bye so and that's a win for you know that up front that is a win for you and last but not least, you got to get used or what I want you to do. I want you to get used, used to asking yourself, does this support the life that I'm trying to cultivate? Does this habit, does this person, does this job, does this activity support and help build the life that I'm trying to create and cultivate? Either yes or no. If it's a no, let it go. Does this person support the self-love that I have for me? Do they make me feel good when I'm in their space? Does their energy feel good to me? It's either yes or no. If it's a no, let them go. If it's a yes, take the next step. Oops, said a rhyme and didn't know it. <laughs> but really, that's it, that's it, guys. Like, I know I went a little long today, but you need to know, man. Like, you are worth it. You really are. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed giving it to you. If this touched your heart, this touched your soul, I really hope that you will hit that share button and share on all of your social medias. If you are listening to this on my podcast, please make sure that you leave a rating and share it with your friends on your social media. Leave me a comment. If you're on iTunes, I would love to respond to you. If you are listening to me on PodCoin or you do not know what PodCoin is, PodCoin is an app that will pay you to listen to my podcast. So download the app. You can get it for in your Apple store or in your uh, Google Play uh, store. The app is free itself. Use the code LIFEAWAKENING and you will get a 300 extra PodCoin and you can get paid to listen to me talk. If you listen to other podcasts, you can also get paid to listen to them too. So I appreciate you guys so much. I love you to the moon and back. To all my moms, man, um, I love you. Happy Mother's Day, man. You did it. You brought some, some pretty cool ass little humans into this, into this world and I know you're cultivating them to be the best humans ever. Because they're the ones that's got to run this country when we leave. So I hope they're loving on you as much as I'm trying to love on you today. I know I did some kind of tough love today, and I probably rattled a few cages. But it's okay. It's all out of love, and it's only because I want the best for you. So love you guys to the moon and back, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.